What's up everyone? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Two British Nerds. Hosted by myself, the DJ. Sava, check me out on the Instagram at Two British Nerds. Also the Twitter, YouTube, and check me out on the iTunes, uh on your iTunes store, you know, the podcasting applications they have on the Apple Store and obviously on iTunes. All at Two British Nerds with a Z at the end. Please check out my Instagram. It's been going very, very well. Been, been getting a lot of love, a lot of likes from people. And look, it's pretty... I'm loving it. I'm loving how my Instagram feed is growing. I mean, really loving how I'm meeting so many nice, nerdy, geeky people that have some so, have so much cool stuff to show. So if you want to hit me up, join me. Mention, uh, mention me um, on Instagram at Two British Nerds. And if you want also, please, when you mention me or tag or add me, just hashtag the two British nerds. So I know, obviously, you've listened to this podcast and you know who I am. If not, just uh, give me a follow and say um, hi, you know, because I like to socialize a lot on social media, especially Twitter, which is uh, my Twitter is at two British nerds. But my official, my personal Twitter, my personal Twitter is at Savadj, at C-A-V-A-D-J. So hit me up on that as well and I'll connect with you guys. Um all the time <laughs> you know I, sh- you know, I, I, I spend so much time on social media even when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm at work I shouldn't be I'm just skiving trying to find the latest tweet of what Marvel and DC and Image are doing and stuff but um yeah that's me guys so let's get cranked up onto this um this week's um podcast um starting up starting off with some um with some Funko Pop news um, as you all know, I do collect uh, the Funko Pop bubbleheads. I love them. Um, I don't have everything because I can't afford them, but I mostly get the Marvel stuff and a few of the stuff that I really love and the limited uh, stuff. So um, they just they just um, launched today. I'm oh, sorry they they launched them. They launched online that they they will be in, they are going to be launching uh, the Saved by the Bell uh, pops. I can't wait to get them. They should. They are available on pre-order on, I believe, entertainmentplanet.com. Um, they all they all be out in November. So um, if you're a fan of the show like I was, uh, you know you'd have to get them. Um, so you're gonna get Zach Morris, Kelly Kapowski, AC Slater, uh, Jesse Spano, Lisa Turtle, and Samuel Screech Powers. So that's the whole gang there. So I can't wait to get them because I love the show. I've got like the first season, season one of DVD. I just love the show, man. It's just funny, man. It's just a very, very funny um, show. Um, talking about also news. This news just popped off maybe just about half an hour ago. Um, so we all, know, we all know that Marvel are still releasing new covers for their... Um, their hip hop, um, their hip hop variants and so forth. So the hip hop variants, I believe there will be now be fifty two variants, which will start coming out soon as Secret Wars is finished. I believe that ends, I think, the middle of October because I think they've um, they've delayed it or added another extra issue. So I believe it's gonna, it's initially it was eight issues. Now it might be nine or more. So after Secret Wars is done, they're moving eight months into the into the the future, and that's when all the number ones get released. And Marvel doing a hip hop variant. And the cosplay variant for all the number ones. So watch out for the um, the hip hop variants. They look pretty cool. So going back to the hip hop variants, uh, one of my favorite artists, Afua Richardson, who's actually the current artist on um, images on uh, a book from Image Comics called um, The Genius, is um, 
is basically she has done a cover um a hip hop a hip hop uh, variant for Marvel for X Men ninety two um pretty cool um pretty cool comic book um X Men ninety two initially is actually still part of the Secret Wars event so it's about it should be about five issues it's a mini series but they they just announced yesterday that basically they um they will basically be moving and giving X Men ninety two um ongoing series so um you know if you're an ongoing x-men fan um from the 90s because it's based on the cartoon um this book is totally for you i'm i've i'm collecting the current the mini run and i'll be getting the new one uh when it hits i believe in the beginning of next year which is pretty cool so that's x-men 92 so yeah she's done a very very beautiful cover for x-men um x-men 92 and it says x-men 92 to infinity and it's a it's a cool cover it has um gambit it has um storm jubilee and wolverine what i like about this cover is and so about the artwork is it's so beautiful it's you know storm looks so nice and black and beautiful man she's got like the blue you know the blue lipstick which represents her being cool but also represents her you know she's controlling that nice cool water element because you know storm you know controls the four elementals fire earth wind and water and uh, it's pretty cool jubilee looks Nice, cool, and sexy with her shades up as usual on her blowing bubble gum. And uh, Wolverine looks mean as ever. And Gambit looks nice and cool, man. Yeah, Remy, the Cajun. So that's X Men 92. Um, variant cover again by Af Afua Richardson. And that'll be out next. Um, you know, next a next year, hopefully. Uh, also, another Marvel announcement, comic book wise, is. Um, you know, Bobby Morse, Mockingbird from Age from Aids of Shield. Um, we'll be literally getting our own solo book as well. Um, there hasn't been any uh information about the creative team that are on there or when the release date will be. But she's she is actually getting her first um her first ever, ever, ever solo book. Um be pretty cool. She's actually a nice character. Uh, you know, she's like she's very deadly, but she's very sweet and considerate at the same time. And what I like about her is, is it's her um, it's her mouth. You know, she's she's just uh, so uh, cocky and sarcastic. Reminds me of me. <laughs> yeah. So she's she's a pretty cool character. And yeah, man. Yes, yes, yeah. Speaking of Agent of Shield, the premiere for uh, for um, episode one is just under a week times under a week away. So get ready, pump, get pumped up. I already saw what Marvel uh, officially launched. They launched the first four minutes of the of episode one. Pretty cool. Nice to see Daisy Johnson, Max. And nice to see what um, Coulson in there as well. Really want to know what Coulson is... Really want to know what's happened to Coulson's arm. Sorry, his hand. You know, is it bionic? When, what does he have? Does he have, does he have a vibranium hand now? What's it made out of? And what's happened to Gemma? What's happened to Fitzsimmons, man? She disappeared in the last, in the last uh, episode. So, you know, how's, how's that left Fitz, you know? And is Mockingbird, is she going to leave? Is she going to stay? Um, and is, you know... Agent May, Melinda May, you know, she, you know, in the last episode, she goes to, with her ex-husband, you know, what's going to happen, does she want to come back to S.H.I.E.L.D., so there's a lot of questions that need to be answered, but, yes, people, that's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming up, uh, within a week's, um, a week's, a week away, so, that's pretty much some, um, just some straight-up Marvel news I just got recently, 
Um, but yeah, I am definitely going to be getting the X-Men 92 variant from Afua Richardson. So I, I love it, man. I love it. And if you if you people haven't been, um, or don't, uh, sorry, haven't read, um, what do you call it? Genius, which is available to, which is on, which is distributed by Image, Image Comics. Check it out. The volume one came out a while ago. Pardon me. And it's a very, very good, intense really it really does go into what's happening with the police brutality like in the states between cops and people of color and the the it's it's really nice it's it's like history in the making of where again where you know they're putting all the elements of what's happening in real life into comic book form and it's 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 a it's deep it's intense it's dramatic and it's just it's it's really good so check out genius volume one which is available to cop now in all Comic book stores, Forbidden Planet, um, um, on? Amazon. Check it out, guys. It's a really, really good book. Hold, you know, I'm recommending it to you because it's it's worth the read. Um, so yeah, All right. Let's go back to some more comic book news. So, some Power Rangers news. It says in um, says in in June, Boom Studios announced that they had partnered up with um. Sabin Brands to publish a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic book series and today Boom has released a new White Ranger cover and expected the release date for the series so I believe the book will come out around January but what they've done is they've actually for issue one they've done um all um six they've done all the, all the covers for each of the Power Rangers so um pretty cool um, I was hoping they were going to do a Green Ranger, but they're not going to. But you never know, there might be like a limited edition variant flight floating around somewhere for issue one that they will just bring out. So um, if you're a Power Rangers fan like I am, you know, from years ago when the show first came out, this book will be for you. I'm, I'm depending if the book doesn't do well or not, I'm still going to get all the covers for issue one because, you know, it's my more from Power Rangers. You know, it's retro, it's old school. I'm kind of happy that they basically... Um, bringing that book out also they are also releasing sorry they are I believe it's the end of this the end of the year or the beginning of january they'll start filming um um the power rangers reboot movie which is you know getting rebooted like everything else seems to be getting rebooted so stay at um stay at stay uh with me in the in the long run for more news regarding um the power rangers movie and basically um anything else that is just has to be um spoken about um okay so comic book news one of the biggest comic book news that came out basically um just two days ago was literally the black panther so we all knew that a few months ago that marvel announced they did say they were going to basically give uh, the black panther an ongoing book um, he's only literally had one ongoing book, and they didn't it didn't really do to us, so they they scrapped it like just years ago. And um, I was really, you know, I really wanted to buy the the graphic novel because um, I always wanted to know the origins of the Black Panther, which I do in a sense. It's just that I wanted, you know, the or, the origin, you know, the origin stories in, in uh, Marvel's Masterworks Volume on the Black Panther. Uh, but it's out of print, it's been out of print for years. The thing of Marvel is they hardly ever do any reprints of their Masterworks, which makes them even more valuable. So um, I know that Black Panther Masterworks Volume 1 is going for, when I checked on eBay, for £100. When I checked on Amazon, it was like £150, £200. So I'm hoping that by the beginning of next year, or summertime, just before Civil War comes out, I guess, 
and they'll be for the Black Panther um, book comes out, which is, I believe, in spring, that they will reprint volume one so I can buy it and just geek out over it because I do love him as a character. I'm one of the smartest Marvel characters there is. Um, so I'm going to just read just a few things from you guys. I'm going to read this, this, this statement, basically, from uh, comicbookmovie.com regarding the Black Panther. It says, Marvel Comics has been, has been promise, um, promising more diversity in its lineup, both in characters and, and creators, and looks to, de to deliver today with a long stewing announcement. Tanishi Coates, an African-American writer and journalist for the, uh, for the Atlantic and a well-regarded voice on African-American political and social issues, is writing the Black Panther. It says, uh, the new Marvel book launches as part of Marvel Comics, all now, um, all different, sorry, all, all new, all different uh, initiative with uh, new first issues across the entire line and books beginning for, for five or six months, starting in October of 2015. So the, the announcement came from the New York, new York Times after a couple of months of diversity, controversy at the publisher. So basically what it was, um, a lot of Marvel getting a lot of grief because they, what it was, they didn't have any, not having basically any writers of colour that are were writing a comic book. So a lot of, it, it kicked off basically from, um, I also kicked off from the, from Marvel's hip hop variants of where a lot of writers, fans were saying, you know, you, you fine, you're getting all these uh, variant, you, you guys get all these, all these, all these artists to draw, you know, um, Marvel, these hip hop variants, right? But they're all white. You know, there isn't really any, there isn't any people of colour. Obviously, there was in hip hop is, um, you know, it's it's a it's a, it's black culture. So they were kind of pissed basically that there was no no people of colour literally in the Marvel scene. So it looks like with this Black Panther book that um, and you know with Afua Richardson who is a black woman doing the the hip hop variant for X Men for X Men ninety two looks like they are slightly slowly starting to have more diversity in the scene, which. It's good because it makes everybody, you know, able to relate, you know, to to the industry and to the, to the characters and so forth. Um, so it says, for Colts, a self-proclaimed Marvel comic superfan, this came about thanks to him, to him meeting Marvel editor Sana, Sana um, Amit in in his journal, journalism role. It says, Amanta helped create the current Miss Marvel, a teenage Muslim girl named Camila Khan and pushes forward the, the diversity in comics uh, conversation through her work plus interviews in national uh, publications and even an, an appearance on Comedy uh, Central's the, the, Night, the Nightly Show. Um, thanks to the, converse, to the conversation and, and Colt's pair of books about the African-American everyday life and struggle, he met with Marvel Comics on the creative side to talk about working on Black Panther's relaunch. He says he expects his Marvel work to be similar to his other writing, which sounds really cool because from the way I've heard him speak on Twitter and the answer that he gave me on Twitter, he seems like a, he's really on, he, he knows what he's saying and doing. Uh, he says, I don't experience um, the stuff I write about as weight. Um, Coates told the Times, I feel a strong need to express something. The, the writing usually lifts the weight. Um, his love for Marvel comics included finding, finding characters like Monica, Rambo, Storm, and James Ro um, James Rhodes in the 1980s. Those characters were obviously black, but treated like any other member of their teams. The Avengers and X-Men. It meant something to see people who looked like me in, in the comic books. Um, of this of his story, he hasn't said much yet, aside from wanting to make a great comic and trying to to, to please 12-year-old uh, me. 
um, Coates will be joined by an uh, by an as yet unnamed artist, according to Marvel Comics, for a year-long story plan titled "A Nation Under Our Feet." Uh, Black Panther will be in Wakanda for the story, dealing with an uprising instigated instigated by a, a new terrorist group called the People. Marvel. Uh, in charge, Axel Alonso said the story will re- reposition the Black Panther in the minds of the readers. It really moves him forward. Um, Brian Steph Reyes joins the team as cover artist, having proved both the main cover and the hip hop variant for the first issue based on Jay Z's The Black Album. After announcing hip hop variants for all of the all new, all different Marvel launches based on top rap and um, R&B albums from throughout the three three decades, some bloggers and fans accused. Marvel of um, appropriation of black culture without rep- representation of um, representation by creators. These variants, however, have been almost universally well received by the actual hip hop community. With the news reaching hip hop sites and publications that normally don't cover comic books and rappers celebrating their homage covers and even asking Marvel if theirs will be picked. Um, still, the still the number of writers from other than a white male category are vastly dwarfed by the those within. With a character like um, the Black Panther, whose roots are firmly planted in not just African heritage, but in the um, continent itself, <clears throat> depending on the storyline, he is the fictional action nation, fictional African nation, Wakanda's rule, ruler of um, of um, the greatest warrior. Fans have been hoping and demanding that a writer of African descent would handle the character. Marvel um, Comics editor Chris Robinson, also African. American tried his best to get to tried his best to get in front of that of that sort of talk. Of course, tweeting ahead of the announcement, um, huge announcement coming that will look like a reaction, but has literally been in the works for months and months and months. Says uh, Marvel's new lineup includes a relaunch of Miss Marvel plus a new Korean American, totally awesome Hulk by all um, sorry, totally awesome Hulk by an all Korean American creative team. Red Wolf featuring a Native American superhero, Sam Wilson retaining the role of Captain America, and more. So that kind of sums it up, guys, about in the sense of what the Black Panther is going to be about in a way. But obviously there'll be more information handed out towards the months, but I'm just, I'm just actually very excited and geeked out and happy that one, the Black Panther is coming back. I mean, that's we know this because it has to be done because they introduced him into Civil War and he's getting his own solo movie. Um, you know, the Black Panther. But what's really nice is, you know, you have a black African man, a black man of colour that's actually writing the Black Panther, which gives a lot of respect to a lot of the people in the community, you know, people of colour, blacks in general, because they get to see themselves in the comic book, which is pretty cool, you know, just as like, you know, you have Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man, who I believe is half black, half Latino, um, Sam Wilson, you know, who took over Captain America's role, which is pretty cool. Um, so it's nice to, see, nice to see that we're getting more diversity from Marvel than previously. So I, I'll be definitely be, uh, picking this book up because it's the Black Panther, man. You know, um, you have to, you have to, <laughs> you have to get him. You have to pick it up, and it'll be a good book to be a good book to read. I feel it. Um, here we go. Where are we? Right, so just going back to the Power Rangers again, because I forgot to say this. Um, so, um, so the yeah, the five comic book covers will 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 with um, this is Blue Ranger, 
So the blue ranger, the blue, the pink, the yellow, the black and red ranger will be the covers that will be release, releasing um, for those um, for those various. Oh, and it says, it says, according to the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger Rangers, loyal fan base can, exp it says, sorry, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, da, da, da. It says you can expect the debut issue of, of issue zero in January. And you include a store. Uh, it will include a, a short story written by Margaret Scott, who's actually who's done, who's, who's currently written, who's written Transformers Witchblade. So January, watch out for those covers of the Power Rangers to hit. Well, I reckon they'll do pretty well, man. Pretty well. Um. So here we go again, guys. I'm gonna give you some more news from. Um. Look, I've lost my page. I'll give you some movie news, some TV news. So, as we all know, Hugh Jackman is leaving Wolverine, and there's been a lot of speculation and talk on what the last movie is about, what he's going to do, how he's going to basically, um, um, you know, end. Is he, you know, I was hoping they would do an Old Man Logan movie. That'd be sick. That'd be so cool. Old Man Logan would be amazing. Um, but some news came out regarding that there'll be a connection between uh, him and Professor Xavier, the father-son relationship is one of the things that came out. So this is what comicbook.com had to say. It says, while world, uh, while word is Sir Patrick Stewart won't be appearing in X-Men um, Age of Apocalypse, his role, his role in this unyet untitled Wolverine sequel will be more significant than previously expected. With the film exploring the father-son dynamic between Professor X and Wolverine. So here you go. It says, I'll be really honest with you. The actual script in its full form we're back to where we're up to about page 60. Jackman told the Collider. Uh, during the pan junket, um, obviously there's there's treatment. So it's not full done, it's not fully done yet. While we're not uh, while uh, we're not fully there, um since Patrick does figure does figure in that does figure in it that there's that's for sure. I think it's really important. It's a really important relationship, but it's it's I think it's a really important relationship. But I want to see, but I want to see signs of the that quasi father son sort of relationship that has not been seen before, and signs of uh, particularly Professor X that have not been seen before. So we have some really 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 cool ideas. He added that the, he added that the plan is to start shooting next year. So presumably the 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 sixty pages will be doubling up, doubling up or so sometime soon. So it's, um, Jackman will, Jackman will, will will next be seen in a still United Wolverine solo film expected to be his last. Most of the buzz around the film so far indicates that it will be based on the Old Man Logan stories from the comics. Hugh Jackman will pop his claws one last time when the sequel hits theaters on March the 3rd, 2017. Also, it's going to be interesting, guys, to see what happens in this movie. If they go for, the, if they go for Old Man Logan, I'll be like, cool. It'll be a good movie. Um, I'm not really a fan of the Wolverine movies. You know, don't really do it for me. Um, but I'm looking forward to Deadpool, though. You can't get Deadpool wrong. You know, um, he's a nutty character. But uh, that's Wolverine, man. Uh, right, some other news, um, movie news. Well, actually, movie news. That's a bit of um, a banter, I guess. So, Michael Rooker, 
who plays um, Ronan. No, Ugh, not Ronan. Michael, um, Michael uh, Rooker, who plays Yondu from Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, said he, he wants, uh, he wants um, director James Gunn to do a Yondu spin-off. What do you think, guys? Do you think Yondu deserves his own movie as a spin-off? You never know. It could be a Netflix. It could go to Netflix. You never know, guys. Also, some more TV news. Um, a TV, uh, the A-Team is getting rebooted. Yes, not the movie, the TV show. So, when I heard about it, I was like, oh, well, I goes, well, I was like, okay, the movie was, the movie was cool, the series, the old series was amazing. The reboot, I probably didn't get away with it, but it won't be like the original, obviously, but then I heard just today that they're going to be mixing the, mixing the team up. So, you're going to have the original characters, but they're going to be, they're going to be basically, um, females, so they're going to be guys and girls. I'm like, well, you sort of just just messed up the whole thing. It's like I don't. It's like the Ghostbusters reboot. They're all women. I'm like, come on, man. That's just poor. Boo. That's just destroying a classic. Um, but yeah. So an X Men TV series is getting remade, guys. Sorry, an A Team TV series is actually getting remade. So watch out for that. Um, again, some more news for all you '90s cartoon freaks. Um, Nickelodeon says they're bringing back classic '90s shows this October. Um, so Nickelodeon has announced a new line of programming which will have kids rejoicing. The Splat, a new multi-section content destination on TV, social media platforms and its own website will, f will feature all of Nickelodeon's best programming from the 90s including the Hey Arnold, Keenan Kill and Rugrats. This is the programming will immerse viewers into a retro view experience with classic programming stunts like uh, Nickel Tree, You Pick and uh, Super Toy Run. There will be uh, recreations of the original programming from the from the days and they aired, and original promos and insistals such as "Doo Whoop Dinosaurs" and "The Oprah Lady." This program will consist of an hour rotation TV lineup um, airing to um, airing daily from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Wow, on Splat.com. Sorry, um, from 10 a.m. to 6 a.m. Um, so Splat Splat.com will relaunch as a fan. Driven site built around social media conversations featuring all new emoji keyboard will splat branded emojis, stickers, and gifts as previewed below. And you can check that on the comicbookresources.com website. So, for all you 90s babies freaks, looks like you guys are going to have a lot of TV on your, on your hands. Next, some Wesley Snipes news. Oh, yes, Snipes is back. Well, he's actually back because just yesterday um, he premiered in the all-new TV show, The Player, which I still haven't watched yet because I need to watch it because I'll be looking forward to the show. Um, so that aired yesterday. Also, Heroes aired yesterday as well. Uh, I need to watch that as well. From what I was hearing, Heroes is a two-hour pilot, so I'll be definitely watching that after this podcast is done. So I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, so we've all heard basically what these types of um, rumours He's having talks of Marvel regarding Blade, regarding maybe a new Marvel character that will that case is will, will basically toll to toll with Blade. Um, but he had another, he had more conversations, and this is what he said. Um, so it's, um, Blade star Wesley Snipes offered an update on the status of his talks with Marvel to revive the character, saying things are going well. There's always a possibility, you know. It's it, it's in Marvel's hands. They're controlling the the pace, the flow. 
with that um, conversations have been good they see the vote in it we see the value in it snipes told the uh, faggoton post i'm still in shape enough to fit to handle the role we'll see how it goes i don't really know uh, what's going to happen to it yet um snipes also entertained the thought of blade interacting with avengers and that would be interesting i mean i know it it's in the it's in the comic book um it would be interesting to see where they would place him and where he would fit in he said um he's got to bite somebody i don't know <laughs> who he's going to bite that'd be interesting what avenger would he bite bite black widow um we also have for all you Angry Bird fans have been battering the game, playing it, religion, uh, re been playing the game so much. Um, I remember when it first came out, I used to play it all the time. I just stopped, stopped. You know, now I've got my iPhone. I just don't really play any games on there. I just don't even. I use Instagram, Twitter to find out what's going on in the in, in the the geeky nerdy world of comics, movies, and so forth. But don't really play any games on there. Um, but yeah, Angry Birds has officially been made into a movie now. And I know years ago they said they were looking to put the movie into production, I was like, mm, okay, maybe they, I, I thought they wouldn't do it, but they have, so the trailer officially came out two days ago, so if you go on YouTube and type in, you know, Angry Birds trailer, or Angry Birds, you'll see the trailer, it looks funny, it looks angry, humorous, it has all the characters from the game, even the big, the big pigs, um, so please check it out and see what you guys, um, what you guys think about it. Um, <clears throat> so, basically guys, that is, for me, that is pretty much, pretty much what's been happening in the, um, um, in the, oopsie, um, in this week. So it's been a very, very kind of slow week, really, uh, regarding the comic book. The, sorry, this week's news has been a bit um, hmm, slow. Right, excuse me, guys, as my throat is literally about to is dying. First, let me just indulge myself in some GH thirty five water. Ah, oh. oh, so good. Nothing like fresh water to give you a bit of energy so um going back to this week's comic books that i picked up um didn't really pick up a lot of comic books um just the fact that i um there wasn't really hard there wasn't really anything um interesting there wasn't really anything to um to get. Um well I seem to be missing a comic book. Well I hate when this happens, you know. Here we go. No. Wow, okay. I seem to be missing one of my books. Which I literally just had like um a few minutes ago. Literally on my pile. And it's just decided to just, um, um, wait, it's up here. So I got it, I got it, I got it. Damn, the front cover fooled me. Um, so I picked up just a few comic books. Um, 
Um, just a few guys. Um, <laughs> so, picked up, let me see, one, two, three, four books. So, first one, this is, um, this is issue two. Da -da -da -da. So, this one here, Deadpool versus Thanos. <laughs> it's pretty funny because the front cover and like, it, it's hilarious because uh, you know you know Thanos is just a he's a beast and a and a mad titan he can breathe in space regardless so in the front cover he's in a spacesuit and there's a, he's holding he's holding like a, a sign that says why do I need a spacesuit Thanos which is hilarious and then you've got um you've got Deadpool with a helmet on his head. And there's fish flying around. One of the fishes looks like uh, one of the fishes that is actually the Silver Surfer. <laughs> the other fish is that it's 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 like an overcoat, and it says there are fish in my helmet. So, Deadpool versus Thanos issue two, and writer Tim, uh, the writer is Tim Seeley. Um, you have um, yeah, sorry, Tim Seeley is a writer, Elmo. Boondock is the artist. Uh, Ruth, Ruth uh, Redman is the colorist. <clears throat> uh, Joe Sabio is the letterer. Trad Moore and Matt Wilson did a did the cover. I'd have to have done the cover. Um, the covers. Um, assistant director Heather Antos and Jordan D.Y. editor. Axel Alonso editor in chief. Joe Cusida. Chief Creative Officer, uh, Dan Buckley, Publisher, Alan Finn, Executive um, Producer. Um, so this this was a very 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 um very funny darkish um you know um book you know as in the last episode we basically find out that Death, who is Thanos was love but then she loves Deadpool. Is has been kidnapped. So Thanos, instead of killing Deadpool, he teams up with him to try and find her. So this whole book is basically about them in their efforts and journeys trying to get clues and find out what literally happened to their love. And um, throughout the, the book, there's a lot of banter and a lot of fighting between <laughs> Thanos and uh, Deadpool. Because he, Thanos just despises him. I mean, he just does not like the guy. And Deadpool's like, oh, okay, it's not my fault she likes me, you know. Uh, but it's it's very humorous, it's very bloody. The dialogue is very funny. Um, you see a very, very, kind of like a very a different side to Thanos. He's more of like a love-struck puppy in a sense. Um, but what's really epic, what's really good about the storyline is, is, is um, the, you know, death being, you know, she's been, in the last episode, issue you find out she's been kidnapped you find that the the ramifications and what's happened to the universe since she's actually been taken um she's actually been taken as she's been kidnapped so you find out what's happening to what what the what the ramifications and the problems that that, that has caused the whole universe you know regarding regarding her her capture so it's very grim for it's 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 very grim for everybody in the Marvel Universe right now because things are going totally crazy since she's been taken away. Um, also, 
it's very it's it's a very it's very humorous to see basically um um how deaf is and how she's portrayed and also to see basically how the character how the characters being um being being Deadpool being Deadpool and Thanos actually um how they go on about and how they think about them and what she means to them. Because you never really see a backstory for death or what she can or what she how she affects characters apart from obviously um from Thanos because he's only like can pretty much see her in a sense. So um but yeah it, the whole book is pretty much them trying to suss out what's happened to her, how to get her back and how to just um stop stop the madness that's happening to the universe. Um so it, it's it's pretty hilarious. It's pretty dark. I I take this issue is actually very very dark compared to the last issue. The last issue had more comedy humor. It actually has more guts, violence. Um, it's very cool. Um, I I do like I do like the way it's written. The artwork is pretty cool. Um, and it's Deadpool guys. So it's like I mean regardless of of the the situation, you know, Deadpool is the, he he basically is you know he's the milk of he has he's the milk of the mouth. Milk of a mouth, so you always get entertained when you read a Deadpool comic because he's just entertaining as a character. So it's pretty hilarious, pretty funny. I just got it because I I thought to me just Deadpool versus Thanos, and I thought, hmm, but Thanos will kill him, you know, because Thanos. But then when I learned what the story was about, I was like, okay, cool. I'll be definitely getting um the next issue. But it's a pretty cool book. It's only going to go for I believe what maybe five issues as part of um. You know, it's probably like a five-mini, five-issue series. So give it a go, guys. Let me know what you people think about it. Um, the next one is um, there you go, from DC Comics. I know it's funny the way I picked this comic book up is um, I didn't really, I didn't know anything about it. I went, I went into, into my, I went into Forbidden Planet. A friend of mine that works there says you need to get this. When I looked at it. I was like, okay, what's this? Scooby Doo teams up. Featuring the Gotham Girl, and he was like, "We only got twenty copies. It's it's blown up. It's sold out everywhere." And I was like, "Okay," but I realized it's actually the first appearance of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, and you know, it's like it's like a three dollar comic book. And I was I checked on eBay. I saw it going for like twenty four pounds, thirty, fifteen pounds, and so forth. I was like, "Wow, okay, cool." Picked it up. Um, just actually just finished reading it just about what forty five minutes ago. Um. It's actually very, very, very entertaining. I mean, I'm you know everyone's everyone's basically seen Scooby Doo once in a lifetime, so they know what you know. If you're buying a Scooby Doo comic book, you pretty much know what's going what's going on. So um, I won't go into too much about it. But so this is Scooby Doo issue twelve DC Comics Scooby Doo team up featuring the Gotham Girls being Poison Ivy. And um, Harley Quinn, sorry, Harley Quinn. So, <clears throat> so the writer is Sholi Fitch, artist Dario Brusilla, colorist Franco Riesco, letterer Sadi Tenfonti, cover artist um, Dario Brusel, uh, with Franco Ricasso, um, assistant editor David Pina. Editor Kirsty Quinn, and it's a Harley Quinn created by Paul Dina and Bruce Tim. 
Um, so basically, guys, it's just um, it's a very very simple concept. So um, you see the Scooby Gang on top of a building with a bat, and the bat signal goes off. They go there thinking it's Batman, asking them for help, and then they bump into Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, who want them to help, who want them to help him take care of a ghost that they believe is, that's haunting them in the house. Um, so they go into work and. You know, it's it's just basically it's just it's funny. It's just like you're watching a Scooby Doo episode. There's comedies, action. You got Shaggy running away, scared. Scooby scared. Um, they're trying to figure out who it is, who done it, how they done it, why why they done it. There's a mis- there's um it's funny because there's a mysterious um there's a, a there's a nice cameo by a certain um by two more two by one Marvel so sorry, sorry one DC um villain. Who makes their makes their way into this into this um, book, and you have a DC another DC superhero, shall I say quote unquote vigilante that comes in and makes their appearance in there. But overall, it's very fun. It's very humorous. Um, the colors, the way that it's been coloured in and drawn, is how you would expect a Scooby Doo comic book a Scooby Doo comic book to be, and also you'd also you'd also expect to see what you see in this book here is how what you'd see in the, the tv show um a lot of punchlines a lot of a lot of humor it's a very very light-hearted book for dc which is cool because you know most of the dc stuff is pretty dark um it's very lightweight it's very humorous it's very it's very funny um like i said i only got it because my I, I was recommended it for my friend cause he was like you have to get this book because it, it's sell, it's sold out everywhere i was like okay cool <clears throat> so i have a I have uh, a collectors in my collection, which is pretty cool. So I'm happy to have that in my collection. But overall, guys, it's just, it, oh, honestly, it's a Scooby Doo comic book. So you like it regardless. It's funny, it's humorous. Like I said, um, pick it up. The writer does not have to actually. The way he's written it is he the inter- the way he does the interaction between the characters is very on point. Just how you expect it to be in the in the um in the in the TV shows. Um, so it's pretty cool. I love the way he's he's um. He he makes them interact with each other. Uh, the punchlines, the catchphrases, just like exactly as it is in the um in the TV shows, um cartoons. So again, that's Scooby Doo issue twelve, featuring the Gotham Girls. Right, <clears throat> the next one. <clears throat> oh my throat. Um. This the next one is basically um Shield. This is a this is a fiftieth anniversary, again with another story. Um, this one is based on Nicholas Joseph Fury, Jr. Just a little overall uh, about Nick Fury. So, uh, status Nick Fury Jr. was trained as an Army Ranger, and his years of activity duty service under his belt, he's experienced in Shield, Field Ops, and even and even had a stint had a stint as a Secret Avenger. Um, he's much more than his father's son. Fury is a force to be reckoned with in his own right. So, um, David, um, so the writer for this is David F. Walker. The artist is Lee Ferguson. Colorist, Jason Keith. Letterer, um, Clayton Cowles. Production, um, Carlos Lau. Uh, Mike, uh, sorry, cover artist, Mike Diallo. Mike Diato. And Jordan Boydan, I love Diato's uh, 
Giotto's artwork is oh, amazing. Um, the variant cover artists for this book, Christian Wood, John Tyler Christopher, editor Joan Molson, chief um, editor-in-chief Axel Alonso, chief creative officer Joe Cosida, the publisher is Dan Buckley, and executive producer is Alan Finn. Da, 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 da. So um, this this book when I when I started reading it, I was like, huh, this is a bit slow. And when it finally kicked off, I was like, whoa! It was a very very deep book. So uh, this book basically what's um this book is pretty cool because you get to see you get to see two of the most talked about characters being Nick Fury. And Nick Fury Senior come together in one book, which is amazing. And I won't tell you how, what, on how, what, and why, but it's amazing to see these two characters interact with each other for the book, and how they work together as you know, as a team. Should I say father and son? Um, it has. It's very dark. It's very intense. And what makes this book very, very intense and very, very, very real is it's dealing with um, race, racism, and I was like, whoa, you know, Marvel have really hit, hit hard um, with this book, because it, it involves literally around race wars, and to see someone like Nick Fury and Nick Fury Jr. in this book, and to see how they react with issues regarding race is like, it's amazing, so um, it's, a very, very, it's very well written, very well drawn, it's very dark, but it's um very interesting at the same time. You know, you 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 tend to see in the book a lot of punchlines. Um, you know, you still get to see the the jokes and jabs from both Furies. Um, it's really cool to see them actually working as a team and how how they work with each other. Um, the way the way the story prolongs is very very progresses. It's very very dark. Um. It's a very very dark story, but um, I'm glad they put it in because when I was reading it, I was like, "Whoa, man! Like this is this is deep." So um, it, it's 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 a very very good read. Um, I love the way it's drawn. It does it does really capture the the moment. Um, the way the way the artist has put the the art into it, it you t you really do feel that you're actually in that zone or in that period with um, issues regarding race. And the fight scenes are amazing. T to see someone like Nick Fury Jr. go in, the way he fights, you can you can see that he's a very very powerful person, very 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 powerful person. And um, it's just it's just I just loved it. I loved the way the fight scenes were 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 drawn. Uh, the 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 shading, the dark tones of colors, and the dialogue between all the characters in the book, even the villains. Shield agents, uh, Nick Fury, Nick Fury Jr. I really do recommend it because uh, it does have a. It actually it, it is based on you know, real events, which is obviously race wars, which is still happening to all this day. And um, to see how, what they would do to stop that from happening, and to, or to you know to do with it, it's pretty pretty amazing. So um, a big, a big thank you to, Marvel Comics and um, you know for David. David uh, Walker, the writer, 
And the artist Lee Ferguson for actually putting this into stone because it's a testimony to see what's happening in the world. And it's a very, very, very realistic, very good book. Um, so again, that's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, issue 1, part of the 50th S.H.I.E.L.D. anniversary um, variants. I actually got the Fitzsimmons variant, which is pretty cool. So it has so the action, action figure variants of Fitzsimmons. So it literally has um, Fitzsimmons literally next, next to each other. And it has the ID cards next to them, which is pretty cool. And it has Deathlock's leg in there. Fitz Leo and Simmons, Gemma. Right, guys. <clears throat> um, the next, um, the next episode, so the next issue, I was look is this is my next book that I want to review, which which be my last book to review now. I was annoyed, right, because this book actually came out um, a week ago. Because of the UK times, obviously the UK so delayed and everything. It came out in the States, but then I had to wait this week to um, to buy it. So I was like, no. Because, you know, now they, they tend to, they, they put out the spoilers and stuff. I was like, oh man, don't do this to me. So I was happy to get it. So, again, this is by, this is one of my favourite comic books. And I have to buy it because I love the TV show. Um, The Blacklist. Written by Nicole Phillips, artist uh, Bernie Lobel, uh, colorist Ishtar Sands, letterer Annie Parkhouse, editor David Leach, designer Russell Seal and Rob Farmer. Uh, the covers are by Bernie Lobel and Ishtar Sands, and the, the variant cover that I got was just um, the um, the photo variant cover, which is pretty cool. So for the for the first, so this is issue three, so. For the first three issues, they've been doing like photo variants covers, and uh, this is cool because it has um the newspaper. Um, the cover is basically you have the image of the wanted poster of, of Raymond uh, Reddington, which which you saw basically in the first episode of season one and the last episode of season two, and on it it says uh, you have Elizabeth Keane's ID badge, who isn't part of the FBI anymore, but well in the series she ain't, but in the comic she is. And you see her gun is there, um, so it's pretty cool. And um, this is also distributed, so I've got to, I've got to say, by um, by Titan Comics. Um, again, the last episode we left pretty much with a with a with a very very shocking um cliffhanger, and that was basically Raymond Reddington being blown up next to a bunch of cannons, uh, which lives which leaves our friend Elizabeth Keane basically. Um, very heart stricken, very worried, very guilty, as she seems to think she could have basically helped him before this happened. Um, his book, his issue, it, oh, how can I say, man? This issue is amazing. Like all the issues I've read, I've written, I've have written, written, I've read, have been amazing regarding the blacklist. So Nicole Phillips is actually one of the scriptwriters for the blacklist TV show. So what you what you see in this issue, what you see in the issues. Is what you see in the books. Um, it was amazing. It's an amazing book. You kind of find out. You you tend to, you find out what the gamblers, uh, the villain, the the gambler's intentions are really about. Why he's doing, why he's doing what he's doing, and how he's doing it. Um, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty. Pretty damn cool, man. Um, the way, the way it starts off very slow, it kicks in. There's action, there's drama, there's blood, there's guts, there's 
there's catchphrases, there's slogans, there's it's just amazing, man. I mean, if you watch the blacklist, if you watch the blacklist show, right, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I advise everyone that watches that is a blacklist fan to buy this book just to the fact that it's an amazing read. And if you're not a blacklist fan, then get it because the way it's written, the commentary, the dialogue is amazing. Um, you know, the, the dialogue between Raymond Rennington and everybody and Elizabeth Keene is amazing. Um, the just the, the dialogue in general that comes out of Red's mouth in his book is amazing. You do you really do find out the capabilities of what Raymond Rennington is capable of doing in this, how sneaky, how sly, how he's a mastermind, how and why they're calling the concierge a crime. Um it's very, very this this issue is very, very very dark, very intense, with a with a, with a, with a touch of humour. Um but what what I love about this this book and it's like the TV show, right? You you never you basically, you, you always get put into the unexpected of where there's twists and turns. This book will leave you asking more questions than finding answers, which is why I love the TV show. And the way um, Nicole Phillips writes this is exactly that. Just like in the TV show, it, it, The Blacklist is a show that makes you think. It's amazing. It's beautiful. The way this is written, like in the book, this comic book here, issue three, it's pretty cool. Some of the fight scenes you see, someone's head getting pretty much destroyed, blown up with a shotgun. Um, the dialogue is just is just um, the dialogue is amazing. Like the way that the way she she writes the characters, just it's just so beautiful. Just like you would expect it to basically be in the um, the um, the TV show. Um, so can I say, guys, man? I mean, I love it, and what I loved about this also. Got to see Dembe again. So Dembe's in the TV show. He started off as just a small character, Red's, Ray, Raymond Reddington's left-hand man. But then basically he grew. Um, he um he grew and grew and grew. Got more lines, more scenes. So it's nice to see him in this book. Pretty pretty cool. Loved it. Um, again, the blacklist will be uh, the blacklist. The blacklist season three will start from October the 1st, which is this month. So be prepared, guys, for more twists and turns and more catchphrases and slogans from the man himself, Raymond Red, Reddington, the concierge <laughs> of uh, crime. And I love, at the end of the, near the end of the book, you get to see a big flashback, which really made me laugh. So it was pretty cool to see what, what a certain character used to do in his younger days. Um... But yeah, that is for me, guys. That is a blacklist issue. Um, free. Recommend you to get it, read it, write it. Yeah, write it, man. Write everything out. Write your own version of the blacklist. I'm only joking. Um, it's an amazing read, man. I love, I love the blacklist. I'm so happy that when it was announced they were doing a blacklist comic book, I was like, yeah. <clears throat> I'm definitely, definitely, definitely getting this book. Um, so yeah. So, with that being with that being said, guys. Oh, one thing. Go go back to the blacklist. Uh, yeah, I, I can't stress it enough. The way Nicole Phillips writes the book, so cool, man. Smooth, intense. She knows when to she knows when to say the right things, do the right things. When to <clears throat> intensify the flow, drop the pace. You know, it's like you're watching a a um a car chase scene. It takes you up and down, left and right. 
just when you think the car's about to crash, it doesn't. Then it does. Then it doesn't. So, yeah, big, um, big uh, shout out to Nicole Phillips. I'll be definitely getting issue four. I know the issues of the blacklist. Um, can't wait to see if she puts in the characters being the um, <clears throat> the alchemist, the courier, and the stewmaker. And if you have, if you don't, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Watch season one, guys. It is crazy. Watch it. Cool. Um, right, guys. That's it. That's pretty much it for me. Um, tune into next week's episode, the two British nerds. Well, we'll be going back and into the future. I'm only joking. We're bringing you some of the some of the the coolest, um, you know, some of the coolest weekly news, comic book news, gossip, you know, whatever it is. Please uh, tune in. Um, again, please check me on. Please check me on Instagram uh, at uh, at Two British Nerds, Twitter at Two British Nerds, and my personal, I guess my personal um, Twitter is, is at C A V A D J. Uh, but if you're on Instagram, hit me up. I've sp- I tend to spend more time on Instagram than on Twitter, I guess, because it's just everyone's always up and about and talking, and I love to just get interactive with all the all the people, all the fans, so um, hit me up on there, mention me, anything that you think is cool, anything you want me to talk about, hit me up on the Twitter, or just send me an email to um, twobritishnerds at gmail.com, we'll get back to you if you want to be a ghost, a ghost, I was going to say, if you want to basically be a guest, if you have questions, if you want anything, if you want us to speak about anything, if you have feedback about this podcast, about anything, just let us know if you just want to say hi. Hit me up on there, hit us up, and let us know what's going on, people. So, yeah, man, check out the Instagram page again, and say hello to people. So, with that being said, peace, love, enjoy your morning, day, your morning, afternoon, evening, and night, whatever time zone you're in, and I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out, and one love, man. Peace.